Welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. I'm here yet again with a beautiful and amazing guest. Uh, this is somebody who I met a couple of, uh, it's been like almost, what, a year or two? Mm-hmm. Ten, and then we had an amazing time when we shot with her. For some reason, we couldn't book her like solid, and then we bumped into each other a million times, and then finally we got you to come back today. The beautiful, the talented Bella Lux. Oh. Hello, hello. She's here, man. We, we got it today. We did some amazing uh, stuff with another new talent. Uh, well, you're not so much new as you are somebody that's, you know, finally came back to us, but, but Tyler Lynn, who was actually, mm-hmm. in, I think she started earlier this year. And uh, you guys were great together. She was amazing. Very easy and comfortable and just clicked with her. And people, some people are just like that. And she's such a sweetie. So mm-hmm. sweet and like very, I mean, for, for this business, even innocent, you know, she's like still kind of feeling stuff out, mm-hmm. um, very demure. And like you guys had such good chemistry and there was no like weird, like uneasiness. <laughs> it was, it was really good. And, uh, and your performances were fucking fire. Like I thought you, your intensity was really, I mean, it's refreshing to see somebody who throws themselves 100% into like the small minutia, like the you know, small minutia is kind of repetitive, but the minutia of the performance, like we did one where I was had you in a chokehold and I was like riding a Bronco. I was like, fuck it, she's gonna slip out, bro. <laughs> and your face was like super red, so I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I felt like you really were choking, so I don't know if you were trying to choke yourself for effect. You're not the first person that I've heard that from. Mm. But I felt your hand on my shoulder. I'm like, she's trying. Not, she's doing the thing where she wants to look red on camera, right? Was I wrong? No, you're completely right. <laughs> I, you know, I have to make it authentic. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, just in anything that I've ever done, I've always tried to put 100% in, in any it was, job. It was awesome. I felt it. It was good. Um, and I also got a good clock on the nose from you, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was an accident. It was an accident. We it's... had a, a cartwheel into a, into a tombstone and she hit me in the nose. But it was, it, it was kind of interesting because I haven't felt that since I was like in high school. It, it's a weird feeling. It brings you back to like, oh, am I going to bleed? No, uh-huh. I'm not going to bleed. But you're seeing stars in your eyes. You're like, this happened to me when I was stupid and young. You know, Now I'm just stupid and old. But um, we, uh, so we shot some amazing stuff. You guys are going to love it. Uh, we, do, we did an amazing uh, company for our Ultra Girl guy who has done tons of videos with his character of Ultra Girl, which he sends girls different outfits, or same outfits to different different girls, uh, playing the same kind of character. And we took his script and really made it into something I thought mm-hmm. pretty awesome. It was my favorite thing that we did today. Yes, and then we did a Supergirl hypno thing, which was also, we took a simple script and turned it into something that was multi-layered, and you guys really, really made the most of it. And of course, my... Kind of favorite too was wrestling you guys because I got a good workout out of it and it was good to feel that energy exchange. Yeah, you can't sit behind the camera. Nah, the not the whole time. No, that'd be boring and shit. But um, so let's talk about you because uh, I've gotten a lot of requests to have you on the show um, and uh, from tons of your fans and people who just saw you on, on our stuff and they were like, when are you going to have her on the podcast? I'm like, ASAP, bro. So. Let's That's start. Amazing. It's. I mean, we're on episode like ninety something now, so I don't know. We're 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 getting there. Um, and you guys have been so good to us. Thank you for keeping us going. Um, and just keep subscribing and, and leaving reviews and stuff. But uh, Bella is. Uh, when I first met you, I, I believe. Do you remember how exactly we found out about each other? Because I think it was mm-hmm. just through Twitter, maybe. I'm pretty sure it was through Twitter. Just kind of making the connections. Mm-hmm. 
finding out who's who of the industry and because we had a lot of mutual friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that begs the question um when did you get started what brought you into it was there something that you started doing that was more pg that bled into more of the fetish stuff uh what what drew you into this dark crazy awesome <laughs> world that we live in now um craigslist duh oh okay so you're you know you got some time on you i i know how to maneuver that site i've been doing it for a minute mm-hmm. are they still active are they still doing stuff I've been doing personals? it. I got scuba certified from a gig from Craigslist. Well, that's scuba certified. Like, as but, opposed to, like, the adult connections. Oh, sure, sure. But it's scuba fetish content as well. Oh. But I got scuba certified out of it. And... Is that aquaphilia? Uh, aqua lungs. Aqua lungs. Okay. Dallas. Mm-hmm. There's at least four or five that I've heard thrown at me for aqua mm-hmm. fetish. And that was all because of Craigslist, baby. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Um, but... You know, COVID happened and no one was really working mm. and I was, you know, I'll just browse and see what's happening here in this world mm-hmm. and it popped up and someone was looking for new faces for boudoir photography and so I, was, so I just submitted a basic selfie and... What year was your first, uh, what year was this? 2020. Okay, so you, oh, so you're still, I mean, I wouldn't say you're super new, but you're still yeah. new-ish. Yeah, okay. oh, for sure. So you started when COVID hit. Yeah. Oh, crazy. All right. So boudoir. Yeah, uh, boudoir, and then he told me about Model Mayhem, and I kind of started learning that site. You're throwing out all the old names. I know. Next year you're going to tell me you looked at one model place or something. People talk shit about Model Mayhem. I'm just like, that's how I started this whole thing. I think it's still it's still active, right? One hundred percent. I think one model place has turned kind of like an abandoned amusement park, but like I think Model Mayhem still has some bite. Yeah, and I hear from a lot of models they kind of slack a little uh, looking at their uh, inboxes, and I'm just like, if you if you're consistent with it, I have a profile on there that has been updated in fucking almost a decade, so I get it. Mm-hmm. So you got uh, you did some boudoir, um, and where did it go from there for you? Um, then it went to a casting on Model Mayhem for Bondage, and it was with Whiplash Studios in mm. my hometown, and he does more of cosplay light bondage, and so he was just a really great introductory producer to start with. Okay, so your first official fetish was, I love hearing about the first time, so in your case it was uh, bondage slash um, cosplay. Mm-hmm. So what was your first gig like? Like, what was your first fetish gig like? Just completely walking into it blind Mm. um, and trying to figure out what was happening. I Mm. had dabbled a little bit in bondage in my personal life, but actually having to put down a scene with improv and cosplay involved, and it was just, whoa, Mm. what am I doing? Okay, all right, let's roll with it and, and you had never and had any acting experience or anything like that or done any drama in school or anything like that because that usually helps no. a lot of models that get oh because you just went in there dry mm-hmm. that's great how did you do mm-hmm. like in your personal opinion um i thought it was a little shaky for the first time mm-hmm. personally especially compared now well, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure the clip's up there somewhere <laughs> oh shit i'm sure people are clicking on it now they love to see like the first time for people so <laughs> I'm sure you weren't that scared. 
But was there a theme? Was there a story? Like, um, what, what character did you play? Yeah, um, I think there were a few different characters, but I think uh, one of them might have been some sort of spy assassin. Very common. Yeah. And then you get beat up, put into bondage, and it just becomes a thing? Or were you the, more of the, the attacker slash heel? Or? I was put into the bondage. Mm -hmm. Yes. A classic damsel tie in a chair. Perfect. And so what was your overall impression of that? Was that more of like, uh, oh man, I've got to do more of this? Or was it maybe I'll dabble in it as I go? Or were you hooked on it immediately? Or Oh, I was hooked on it immediately. I uh, went down that whole rabbit hole and just started figuring out where all the bondage people were in the United States. Oh my God. And just heavy, long nights of going on social media, going down that tunnel, you know, you know how it is. Of course. The, like the YouTube tunnel. Yeah. No, I mean, when I was younger, when I was in my teens, my friend had a computer. I didn't have one. And I knew that I had a kink for, for wrestling. I didn't know what else came with it. I knew I had a kink for female wrestling and... Of course, when you have a kink and you don't know what other sub-kinks are attached to it, you're kind of lost, right? You're like, okay, I like bondage, but I didn't know that I really like shibari. I don't know that I like suspension. I don't know that I really like hog ties, you know? Mm -hmm. What if I like forced orgasms in bondage? You know, you don't know until you go down the rabbit hole. For sure. And with me, going to his house, and just when he was asleep, I like got on his computer, and I'm like, female wrestling. <laughs> Click enter, and like... <laughs> like 6,000 entries and journals and blogs and you know I was like holy fucking shit and I'm typing looking at pictures there's belly punching sleeper holds camel clutches all this shit and I'm like I think I like this This it's like going into a restaurant for the first time and you're like oh I think I'll have that oh that sounds good mm -hmm. oh, I haven't tried that but I'll sample it you know and I'm sure that's what it was like for you with bondage it's like oh my god like there's all these things I can try sure but I didn't even really understand how deep that world went and just how many different types of scenes and content and situations ties that you could have that's what i'm saying it's like you go like i've never had chinese food and then you go to a place that has six thousand things on the menu mm -hmm. and you're like i don't even know what i like let's try this this and that you know um and so was that primary your your was that primarily your your kind of major personal kink when you got into it was bondage um personal like in my actual private life because you said you had dabbled in it before i dabbled in mm -hmm. it um i the my partner is very vanilla actually ah. and i've introduced him into a very wild world that he's he's open about it oh that's good so there's that um it's so funny my girlfriend made me an adult capri sun so i, I sound like a five-year-old like <laughs> tell me about bondage <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, slurping in the background. I feel like an ass. Um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, so I want to talk about your personal kinks, but first let's get into what I call the chronology, like kind of the timeline. So we have boom, boudoir, boom, uh, bondage, cosplay, and then from there, where did you start branching out? Um, more bondage, and, and then it started getting mixed in with other types of fetishes, such as wet and messy, tickling, mm -hmm. um... Go ahead. Blah, 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 that whole thing. So wet, messy, tickling. Did you get a lot of foot stuff? Because that's usually a big thing when you start off. I did some foot stuff, um, more session-wise, not really as much on camera. Mm -hmm. That's not... I kind of prefer to keep that more private. The foot stuff? Yeah. Interesting. Is there yeah, a spe specific reason for that? 
No, I don't know. But if someone asks you to do a scene for a film, you're okay with doing foot stuff? Like, and I mean, like, it depends on. on I'm I'm pretty picky. Yeah, I don't. I like more playful, taunting kind of content versus overly sensual. Interesting. Okay, so I need to I need to pick that apart because I've never heard that. So, what is it about the feet that makes it kind of a taboo thing for you, where you won't do it, let's say, on video versus private? Is there anything in particular? I've never heard that before. This is new. So, usually, girls with feet, they're like, "Yeah, do whatever you want." You know, you know yeah. foot sucking, toe play. You know, do bondage where your feet are exposed, wrestling where you're kicking into the camera. What is it about feet that makes you want to keep it more behind closed doors? That is a great question. <laughs> I, again, I I don't know. It's just something within me where it's just I would just prefer to keep that private. You have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm weird. I'm no, weird. no, no. I love it. I love it. Maybe weird. one day I'll have an answer for you. It, do you and your partner do foot play in, in behind closed doors or no? Uh, no. Damn. <laughs> he, doesn't, so he doesn't like toast. So it's just the thing. You're like, <laughs> I just want to do that. Be it. That's crazy. Because Is there anything negative uh, 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 attached to the... Not at all. I'm actually really ticklish. I like the foot nibbling. So, really so, so someone foot tickling you is okay on camera? Oh, of course. Okay, but you don't want to yeah. do like this toe sucking or... I'll do a little bit of nibbling and stuff, but like if it's just like full-blown toe sucking, Toe sucking, licking, moaning. foot jobs, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, no. That's more like no. private. Okay. Well, I don't do foot jobs. Okay, so not even at all. That is so interesting. I mean, I'm not trying to ridicule you no, at no, all. No, sure. I, just, We're I here find to be it open. so interesting where you're like, yeah, foot stuff mostly behind closed doors, which is... I'm trying to think if I have something like that. Um... Maybe some of the sensual wrestling. There's some stuff that I'll do on camera. And there's some stuff that I reserve for, for, you know, with a partner or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I get that. There's mm -hmm. some stuff that you want to kind of keep closed. So, okay, I get it to a degree. But that's interesting. I've never heard of someone taking feet and kind of creating Putting it, it yeah. into the subcategories like that. But, uh, okay, so I don't want to lose track. So, okay, we went into... Uh, I guess I'm trying to track your timeline. So we've done, uh, we've gone off into tickling. We've done foot stuff, uh, wet and messy, um, obviously wrestling. Yeah, wrestling was one of the last things to come. And that mm -hmm. was also Craigslist. And what was the connection there? What, was there a specific company or was it more like a private session? So Ebon. Ebon? Oh, Ebon. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I like Ebon. He's, yeah. he's great. Yeah, we met at FECON last year and he was like, it's you! And I'm like, it's you! And he's like, you know who I am? I'm like, fuck yeah, I know who you are. He's good. He's a nice guy. He's very, very nice. Mm -hmm. He posted something up. I'm looking for women who can make wrestling content, blah, blah, or something. It was, and again, it was during the time that was of COVID. Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to have to fucking him. revisit Craigslist. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Texas Craigslist is hopping. Okay. Oh, uh, so I messaged him and I, and I said, hey, I don't have any experience wrestling, but I grew up with four older brothers and I did a lot of rough play. Oh, he's down for that. And so I was like, great, I'll show you some stuff. And, and I was already on tour down there and I was like, all right, let's add it. I, I feel like he's more submissive, right? He does more of the where he loses, or I know he gets customs for what he wins. But from what I understand, he like he. he I mean, I'm not trying to assume Ebon, your 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 uh, your sub or dom state, but I, I I've heard that he likes to lose, but he also shoots stuff where he wins. I, I feel 
feel like it's a half and half. So more like a switch status kind of thing. Yeah. I'll ask him um, person, motherfucker, but anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got a character, you know, that he likes to win. Oh, yeah, he has a spawn character, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he and I get along great. He, we have the same geek kind of wavelength. Um, okay, so the wrestling stuff kicked in. Any other sub kinks or genres that you started to explore before you met us, for example, or? Because mm. I feel like you've done a lot. I know. Yeah. I, have, I have. I just went running into it, and I'm I'm trying to think of other name name some other stuff that I haven't really done. I haven't dabbled too much in balloons. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah, my friend Galas does a lot of popping stuff. So if you want to work with her, I can throw throw you her way. She does. I mean, her last name is Lunar because it's Ballooner, and she just she'll fill a whole room with balloons, and you guys play with them, pop them. She'll do. Her and her man will do inflatables. Like they used to come to our house and set up like big inflatable dragons where the girl would ride them and then pop them and they'd slowly deflate and shit. It was mm-hmm. crazy shit. I can't stand the sound of that latex. So I'd just be like inside, like typing on the computer with my ears plugged, um, but. That shit's crazy. It's huge. Po- it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but you haven't dabbled in that too long. No, not too much. No. Um, Sleepy, I have. That's the other one. But Sleepy kind of ties into wrestling to a degree. Um, mm-hmm. But also, Sleepy is its own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so we have a full gamut here of all these things that you've you've tried. So let's go into um, when did it start becoming a session thing for you? When you were like, oh shit, this is a thing I can do. I would say about a year and a half. Because you just told me you have like four sessions booked for tomorrow, and I'm like, God damn, that's a good day. <laughs> so, who introduced you to the concept of sessioning? Mm, you don't have to name I'm, names, obviously, but. I actually think Yvonne had told me, he's like, you should start sessioning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't feel like I'm. I, my skill level okay. is up to it, because I start, started fantasy. Semi-comp, and it was just on beds in small hotel rooms, and it wasn't. Oh, I have to have mats now. Of I course, can't, I can't do the bed. Yeah, especially if you're doing competitive. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm-mm. Um, and so I, I didn't feel like I was quite at that point, and I started working with a lot more of you guys and learning from people that had years of experience or formal training and feeling more confident about it and and getting stronger and noticing these changes in my body. And, um, that's when I decided to do it. And I added it to, I think, um, I joined session girls a couple of days before a two week Northeast tour that was pretty heavy with photography and, uh, fetish, uh, producing work. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Holy crap, the response that I got was just like, like, oh my gosh. I'm not uh, surprised. This this tour, I'm not going to sleep. Session guys are serious. Mm -hmm. I'm a dude and I have my Jersey session trip next year booked solid. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to get spots open just so I can see friends for dinner. Mm -hmm. Can I do 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock? I'm like, I'm (laughs) trying to meet up with a friend. And I have a penis. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just a regular looking dude. You were a beautiful model slash wrestler slash performer. And of course, you know, a lot of the session guys for them, like not only is new such a big like blood in the water for them, but someone who is talented and, and is consistent. So you have it all. Like, you know, you started, you were new, beautiful, but also at the same time, like you brought the energy that they're probably looking for. You're, you're someone who enjoys it as opposed to like showing up to a hotel. Who's... I love it. Exactly. So if you show up to a hotel and someone is wrestling you and you can tell they love it. 
it's so obvious versus someone who's there and looks down on what they do. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've heard that from other session guys. And I met a tell. lot of session girls. I've never done a session. It never was my thing. But I've met a lot of session wrestlers and I've, I've met a lot of clients of you know that do the session wrestling because they also order videos. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It's like, oh, I like her because shit, she loves what she does. And this other girl, when I showed up to her hotels, it was like she was tolerating my presence. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you're paying somebody that much money, like at least one, you gotta put a hundred percent in. Yeah, I and I and I've been on tours where um, I didn't feel like I was at a hundred percent for whatever reason, yeah. and you know, it's just sorry, we have to reschedule. I want to give you a proper a experience. Mm-hmm. It's like I used to be in a punk rock band, and every time I got sick, I'm like, let's reschedule the show. I can't do this. Uh, of course, my lead singer would be like, we're playing anyway. And so you would go up there with a fever and still kick ass. But mm. that's kind of the same thing you want to put on the show that you want to put on a show for. Mm. Um, and you, I mean, you put on a show for me today. And we just did a quick 15-minute clip where I was, you know, putting you in chokes and, and pile drivers. And it was like, holy shit, I could feel it. Um, so I'm not surprised that people are like coming in droves or whatever. Uh, but I'm assuming that was a big change for you. Because we pay well as producers, but come on. You know, mm-hmm. four sessions in one day, and you're getting what's the average? We don't have to name numbers, but when I first got into sessions, I was telling, I was being told that it was like three hundred dollars an hour. That was standard, but from what I understand, and we don't have to do numbers, but in the in the present times, it's increased, mm-hmm. and it's also become more like, oh well, uh, this is the base rate, but also if you want this, it's going to cost you an extra fifty, or mm-hmm. cost you an extra hundred. Oh, you want to film it? Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. And if someone's okay with doing something that's a little more out of the usual, well, you gotta you know pay extra for that. And so it could go up to like six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars an hour, depending on what they want. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be crazy, like to walk away with that, you know, that payday for doing something that you love, right? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Also, travel expenses are a thing, and I do host, and I take whatever um from the deposits that i receive in that hourly and put it into that so i don't really depend on um a guy finding the place i don't prefer that it's just a lot easier to have a set spot and and mats set out and everything do you have them contribute to the to the cost of the stay like hey you know drop me an extra 50 for the hotel or anything like that or so my standard um competitive rate is 500 an hour and I just pull whatever I need to from that because I feel like that's I mean, more that's than a damn fair. Good rate. Yeah, um, that's beautiful. And here's a big ass water bottle of some nice Fiji or something, mm-hmm. you know, even just little touches like that because a lot of guys sometimes come in and they don't have water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I, I can at least do that for them. Yeah. Provide a really nice open space yeah. with full mats to do this the right way. And I've had a lot of guys that are just like, wow, I've never seen this sort of setup yeah. for sessions. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you guys are, this is a lot, you know? Yeah. And I want to make this a fun experience. That's great. Like, holy shit. That's, that's fantastic. And I, I didn't realize the rates had gone up to that point. I feel like I'm shortchanging myself now. <laughs> well, well, so... But you're doing competitive. I, I exactly. Yeah. I'm doing competitive and... I do uh, like semi... I pretty much just do fantasy. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I just... I, I, I'm not super old, but I'm at the age now where someone could easily fuck me up accidentally. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... I And there's... And especially with girls, there's guys who want to... 
sorry, not with girls, but in my high school, with <laughs> women, uh, there, there's men who have something to prove, but with other dudes, there's guys who don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. They'll come at you full mm-hmm. blast. And I'm like, yo, I'm not here to prove anything. I just want to have fun and, and do a, a session, like a role play thing. Uh, but in your, do you, have you had any experiences where people kind of come at you hard or? In the beginning, I had a couple like that. And by hard, I and... mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had a couple like that, and I it was just kind of, it was all new, and figuring out the lay of the land, and um, I kind of just gave it back to them, you know? Um, Reciprocate it, the energy, yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, to, I like to do that. Uh, the, my only main thing is, is if I'm going to be put into a scissor or chokehold of some sort and it's obviously competitive that it once that move is placed that it's applied the pressure at a little bit of a slower pace than just like instant because yeah. that's when ribs start getting broken yeah, yeah. and our people passing out and blah 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 I mean yeah yeah and, so and, you and, can yeah. be safe and competitive and a lot of these session guys are amazing Seriously, and they are considerate, and they will go full competitive, but um, they're very respectful. That's good. I, I just I've heard so many bad stories. Uh, obviously, it's not all bad, but the, I've heard the horror stories that I have heard are fucking terrifying. You know, my friend, um, uh, I, I won't name her. She did mention it in the podcast, but she had a guy straight up start punching her in the face mm. in the middle of a session, mm. just punching her in the face. This guy had wow. mental issues; she didn't know. Luckily, she was skilled enough to block him, trap him, get on top of him and punch him back, wear him down, throw him the fuck out of the room. And then she was shakingly calling the cops, you know, like literally having a panic attack. Wow. And it left her scarred. And, mm. uh, and it just came out of nowhere. The guy mm-hmm. seemed like really nice. He just wanted a semi-comp match. And in the middle of it, just started wailing on her. And so... Jeez. That's it's awful. It's throwing... You're, 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 it's risky. It's risky. Sure. And I, I session with a lot of first-timers as well. Yeah. And so, I'm, so I'm a reference for a lot of women. Do you, in this have you industry. ever done a chaperone situation, or has it always been solo? It's solo. Okay. If I'm touring with another girl, I'll, for example, say Greasy Rose is with me. I'll, and it's someone new, and say it's bondage wrestling or something of the sort. I'll say, hey, this is blah blah blah. We're gonna be here at this time, and she'll yeah. usually just hang around. Um, I used to do a thing where uh, my friend uh, Jackson would have me chaperone. We went to like Philly and stuff like that. And when she went on her own, she was nervous. And I said, you know what? When they show up, just say like, hey, my friend's next door. And let me text him real mm-hmm. quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even if he's not there. Mm-hmm. Just like, hold on one second. Uh, and if I don't text him back in an hour, he's going to come and knock and make sure I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And that usually cut out a lot of the possible problems. Sure. Or even, hey, if we're before recession, send me a picture of you with your ID. ID. And if they don't want to send it, then you don't have the sorry, session. buddy. Like, yeah. I had a guy who did that with me, and um, uh, he was fine. I there's some guys are very, you know, they're very protective, protective because yeah. they have families and shit. And mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, what do you want from this? Because if you're gonna dominate me, I need to see that ID. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just like, well, I, I want you to. I want you to knock me out, but like fake, and I'll do some muscle worship with you. And I'm like, cool, I can do that for you. The moment I feel any aggression from you, I will beat the shit out of you. Mm. 
And he was like, oh, that's not going to happen. You know, I, I look up to you. You're like, and I'm like, okay, cool. And we did the session and he was fine. But I had to let him know. I'm like, look, no ID. I'm walking a, a tightrope. Mm -hmm. So from now on, based on, on you and Faith and stuff like that, I'm strictly asking for IDs. Because mm -hmm. just, you never know. Some guy could tell you like, yeah, sure. I, I'm not going to do anything. But that moment of aggression, if it catches you at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. That could be it. Oh, yeah. 100%. And also I've made more connections. And so... Um, for example, Vivi Lane, she has this really nice studio set up in New York and it's fully matted and yeah. there's mirrors and it's perfect because it's a mutual location. Um, Vivi's there, she's been doing this a long time and even though she's not actually there, it's private in its own way, but you know. She has her own space. Well, yeah, you walk into a common space and you're not going to try shit because you, you know, what if there's cameras? What if you're being monitored? You know, all that shit. Hmm. So that makes more sense. Um, okay, so I get that. That's great. I'm glad that you're you're being careful, and I'm glad that you're being. I'm glad that you're successful. That's that's fantastic. You know, sessions are just such an easy way to make money if you're if you're doing it right. Yeah, but you know, there's a shelf life. Yeah, for sure. It's it to is to a very, degree though, to it, a degree. Because I have friends like my friend Hollywood. She is. I don't. Oh, I've I've heard she's. Yeah, Hollywood yeah. is in. Oh shit! Don't kill me. Sixties maybe. She's mm -hmm. in her. She's still. Mm -hmm. She can't go to town without getting fucking twenty session requests. It's amazing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it depends on depends. I think on your on who you are and how you do. But, sure. I mean, there can be a, a shelf life, but one of the things that I love about fetish as opposed to porn. The shelf life is very, it's very much variable because mm -hmm. there's some girls that are doing it and they're, they're in their 60s, 70s, you know? There's women in LA, like I think Shelly the Burbank Bomber is in her 70s. She's still fucking rocking those big yeah. tits and fucking smothering dudes with her triple H's <laughs> and, you know, like I... Giving them the best time of their lives. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm sleeper kid. I'm 46 and they still let me call myself sleeper kid, you know, like, mm -hmm. but then again, you know. If if Shawn Michaels can call himself the heartbreak kid, I can keep doing this shit. But uh, but yeah, no, I think and and honestly, I think it's about skill, it's about persona, it's about charisma. You could keep doing this fetish, you could keep doing it until your late sixties, seventies, and eighties. Whereas porn, you're cut off at thirty or thirty-five, mm -hmm. you know, and then you go into the milf territory. If you're just doing penetration, you know, full-on sex. But mm -hmm. If you're doing fetish, my big joke when I was a kid is like put in. Get a, get a box or, or a hat and put in five different things and you pull them out and whatever you pull out, set them aside and you have yourself a kink. So it's like, okay, 57 year old Asian schoolgirl hiccuping <laughs> while doing jumping jacks <laughs> in a pool filled with Skittles. Boom, close yourself store. Mm -hmm. It's there. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you, you're going to go on forever. Yeah? I think I, I meant it in terms of more competitive uh, oh, aspect because it is. I it's feel a, like an idiot. No, She's no, no, no. totally right. I, I probably could. I probably worded that <laughs> funky. We'll have to, you know, rewind. Well, Hollywood started doing that too, where she started going from full competitive to like, I'm a little older, so let's mm -hmm. make it semi comp. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. a little bit older, let's make it fantasy comp. Mm -hmm. And now I'm older, let's make it fantasy. You know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I see what you mean. Yeah, because it it does take a lot out of uh, dude. I've your done body. one or two in a row, and it's fucking. It's brutal. It's it's yeah. I, my hats off to you. Um, my my next question is kind of a tangent uh, because I want to go back to your own personal kinks and stuff. But you are somebody. I always ask questions of people who are in your category because it's so fascinating to me. Because I haven't had kids. Um, I don't know if I will have kids. I might. I may not. But you have kids. Mm -hmm. um, how do you juggle that? 
uh, having a kid, having kids, them getting into their teenage years. Um, what do you tell them mommy does like versus what happens if they find out in the future? Like, how do you thought that all out in your head? They know I wrestle men. Mm -hmm. I actually teach them wrestling mm -hmm. as well. I wrestle with them. It's, um, congratulations. So it's, That's a, awesome. it's a great workout. My oldest loves it. He loves it. And I think he's also a good, you know, practice. <laughs> practice partner. Well, he's like in so his that I can he's pull like the real 13 deal or 14. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, those kids are strong, man. They'll fuck you up. Oh yeah, he weighs he weighs I think he's 30 pounds more than me Holy and he's shit. almost passed me up in height. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So you like engineered your perfect like sparring partner. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, so um in the future, what if they find out, you know, because you've done, obviously, I, I, well, actually, I don't know how far you've delved into adult material because mm -hmm. I don't do really do adult material here. So, mm -hmm. well, I mean, I do some like light kind of like Skinamax style, but what have you done in the past? Have you done nude? Have you done topless? Have you done sensual on camera? I've done nude. Mm -hmm. um, I still shoot nude. Um, I've done some BDSM stuff. Yes. Um, I don't do penetration, masturbation. Um, yeah, I just don't really gotcha. veer off into that territory. I like where I'm at. Sure, sure. And it's definitely still, it can be sensual of in course. its own way. One, I mean, it's fetish, it's nude, you know. Yeah, you kiss there's a all these today, other, Yeah, there's all these <laughs> other aspects happening. Um, but that's really the extent of it. So... How uh, have you prepared your kids for that? Like, or, or what happens in your mind when someone, you know, they, because obviously the internet is so prevalent. And let's say someone, you know, I have a friend who, I'm not going to name names, but her kid was like 14, 15, and she started getting picked on in school because someone found pictures mm. of her mom doing mm. porn. Mm -hmm. And of course, that became a whole bullying situation. Sure. And so, what's, do you have any kind of like, worst case scenario preparations for that or um i am pre i'm pretty open with my kids mm. they don't know to what extent just because they are younger sure. and i don't want to bring that up in the current moment unless you have to yeah um sure and unless i have to and if for some reason they're coming up and surfing the internet and see me in some sort of situation it's gonna be like okay well you know first off how did you get there <laughs> <laughs> what were you looking up a friend sent it to me at school and told me i was you know mommy was bad for blah 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 or some shit or in your case yeah someone she could stumble on it somehow mm. yeah i was listening to a friend of mine who's a wrestler and her daughter walks up to her during i were doing i was just chatting with her and her kid's like 12 mommy just not mommy but like mom like do you know, I heard, his, I heard a rumor that my friend Bob, or Bob, no one's named Bob anymore, but like my friend Billy got pegged by somebody. And like, she goes, he got what? Yeah, he got pegged by somebody. This kid's like 12 years old, right? And I'm like, and I'm on the other, like, we're just playing video games. And I'm like, did she just fucking say pegged, yo? And it's like, hold on a second. Uh, is that true? Wait, how do you even know what pegged is? And she's like, mom, come on. Everyone knows what pegged is. And I'm like... I'm on the other line looking into my future. I'm like, wait, everyone knows what pegging is? These kids know so much more than we ever did. And Faith was on the comms with her 13-year-old brother, 12-year-old brother at the time. We were playing video games with him. And someone says something about a foot fetish. And, I'll, and she goes like, shh, my little brother's on the line. And he goes like, Faith, I know what a foot fetish is. <laughs> 
and Faith is like, what? <laughs> and we're dying. because, And he's just like so much like, you know, I know what a foot fetish is. Like, holy fucking shit, bro. Mm-hmm. So 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 if someone does come to you and like they okay you ask them you know oh where'd you find that out and they give you a plausible explanation you know someone sent me a link or whatever like what would be I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot oh but yeah as a future okay. possible sure father, these are great things to think about yeah I would love to hear what your approach would be I'm I've just been open I'm not ashamed of it I'm gonna be like how do you think you went on those trips <laughs> and. <laughs> You know what's been paying for Disney those World? Games and those Robux, huh? How do you think that <laughs> those happened? Those Roblox you bucks. Punk? You know those Fortnite skins? <laughs> that was mommy's skin. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, we're here for such a short amount of time oh, on this yeah. earth. Fuck yeah. I've, and I've just gotten to the point where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I want to do what makes me happy. And I'm not hurting anyone else. And you hear that all the time. And everyone in my family and extended family knows what I do. Um, The only ones that don't would be my children. Yeah. So even your your, your mom, dad, aunts, and uncles? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. My mom and dad know what I do. They just don't ask for specifics. Sure. They're not like, hey, what was your latest release? Yeah. You know? Because there's some shoots where I'm completely PG. There's some shoots where I am sensual with the partner or with with my co-star. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done stuff where I had one guy who was like, I want you to be completely erect the entire time. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> this is a challenge. Like, my head is completely scrapped. So yeah. I had to go buy Viagra. I was like, all right, I'll try, try one of these, which that shit makes you feel so weird because you get flush and you get really heady. But it works. So, like, the girl I was working with, you know, she was putting me in these moves, and I'm like, let me think of something sexy, boom, and then, like, all right, so now I'm in a video where, like, I'm not (laughs) naked, but it's obvious I'm wearing pro trunks that I'm excited. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's one of the ones where, like, what did you shoot today? And I'm like, not telling you, mom, (laughs) you know, like, don't need you to go looking for your son with the boner. None, yeah. (laughs) But they know overall, like, oh, you do female wrestling, it's a fetish, Mm -hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. And they know a lot of the girls that wrestle for me. So, that, you know, to my mom, a lot of the girls that wrestle for me are family. Mm-hmm. So they'll come over and be like, oh, Devin's here. Alex is here. Sapphire's here. We throw cookouts. All I these girls it. come over. Wow. My mom is like big grandma to mm-hmm. everybody, you know. So they love my mom. They love my dad. We would have New Year's parties and my parents would cater. They would cook Colombian food. And my all my kinky friends dressed in like literally my friends wearing uh, nothing but like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, one of my one of my dude friends who was a power sub, he would wear uh, it's like uh, stockings, but they're mesh like mesh stockings. Uh, so fishnets. Fishnets. Thank you, but with nothing else on. No. So it's like his dick print. <laughs> so it's like his dick just looked like Han Solo, just like <laughs> like frozen against <laughs> mesh, and you know coming up and serving themselves food. My dad's like, hey, okay. That's that's your that's your penis, buddy. It's like thank you so much for the food, Mister. You know I'm not gonna say the last name. But my parents were so accepting. They're like they're good people. I don't care what they do for yeah, them. Yeah, it makes so, everything so much easier. Yes, he has six dicks in his butt and he looks like a weird <laughs> peacock walking around the room. But he's a nice person. So my parents were very much good Christians in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I follow your dogma to a degree. Where if my kids ask me like, well, what is this about? I would probably say this because. My current partner was very nervous about that because we talked about having kids. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, we'd have to shoot somewhere else. Like, I, I don't want them hearing things. And I'm just like, well, how much of this are we going to paint as a shameful thing? You know, because right. I have my, my friend Gary up in Jersey uh, runs 
giantess on where it's mm. just giantess videos and mm. his daughter is now in her early teens and all her life she knew that dad was shooting stuff in, in, in the basement or in the garage and she just knows she kind of gets an idea and because she was kind of born into it the thing is kids aren't ashamed of you mm -hmm. they, they'll defend you to their death oh yeah if you let them in mm -hmm. like hey mommy and daddy shoot stuff and that other people are going to think is weird but you know what it's clean no one's getting hurt and we're paying the bills. Mm -hmm. Do you like your Christmas presents? Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, do you like your Roblox? Do you like your Fortnite? It's because we do this stuff. Mm -hmm. And some people might think it's bad. You know, the same way that some people might think your dad working as a security guard at a, at a mall is something that's to be pointed at and laughed at. But you know what? It's putting money in the bank. It's putting food on the table. Sure. And I also want to pass to my kids to have that sense of um, openness, too and not feel ashamed to follow a path where they don't feel like they're themselves. That's beautiful. And I, I think, I, th I mean, I don't think, I agree with you 100%. And, like, and, that, and that's to me, I've said this before, I want to get to the next topic, but I need to remind listeners, it's like when you are going through that what the fuck moment, because I went through it, you went through it, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Am I weird? Oh shit, am I strange for liking this? Am I, should I be ridiculed? Are my parents gonna yell at me? Are my aunt and uncle's gonna laugh at my parents for tolerating this? Are the kids at high school gonna laugh at me? I always tell people, I used to get emails all the time when I was getting bigger in the business from guys like, I live in Wisconsin, a small town, I'm afraid to admit that I have a sleepy fetish, I'm afraid to admit that I have a wrestling fetish because all my friends are jocks and cheerleaders and good old boys and good old girls. And you hear this from a lot of session yeah. guys. Yeah. And you are their church. Mm -hmm. You are their confessional. Yep. You are the only person that they can talk to. Because mm -hmm. they don't have anybody in their homes that they can speak to. Obviously not their wives. Definitely not their fucking kids. God forbid their church. Even, you know? even if they're, you know, single too. Yeah. A lot of them are... They don't friends. Their friends aren't going to fucking... Mm -hmm. I had one guy that I wrestled for a session. He was this tiny Hispanic dude. And he was like, can I call you a friend? After we were done. I teared up. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't have a lot of friends. Like my friends that I live in a small Texas town, they don't tolerate gay. He was gay. He thought I was attractive. He wanted to wrestle me. And the whole time he was erect, but he was in his, mm -hmm. stayed in his pants. Mm -hmm. Didn't make any untoward uh, movements. And, and he was just a really nice geeky dude. And mm -hmm. he was just like, I, I, would it be okay if I called you a friend? That shit hit me so hard. It's like, yeah, of course. Let me follow you on Facebook, bro. Like, let's let's and let's he's, do this thing. Yeah, and he posts these great reviews of like sci-fi and horror movies. I'm always commenting on his shit, and he comments on mine. I'm like, he just needed somebody who understood who he was as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so, a lot of these guys, just as a reminder, man, you're not weird. If anything, the people who hold that shit inside, those are the fucking weirdos, you know. And it sucks that these people have to come to you as their confession, but it's good that you're out there mm -hmm. doing that. And, uh, and a lot of guys will email me long stories like, I can't tell my wife, I can't tell my kids, I just feel so closed up, and I can't tell, I live in a small town of 500 people, you know, like, yeah. I'll get lynched if I find out that I'm gay, that I'm into uh, deviant quote-unquote sex, you know, and I'm just like, dude, be you, like, there's message boards, there's places you can go chat with people, release yeah. that steam there, travel somewhere, do a session, you know, these girls are not going to judge you. No, no, we're not. I've met so many wonderful men. 
And a lot of people seem to think that people who don't have weird kinks and normal people are somehow mutually exclusive or good people. Because to me, fuck normal. There's no idea. What, what's normal? Yeah. What normal in America is someone who pretends to be normal and has tons of fucking skeletons in their closet. <laughs> or actual skeletons in their closet, mm. you know? Or a collection of small children's shoes in the basement. Like, those are the normal people. <laughs> right. Because they keep all their shit bottled up. They end up becoming fucking serial killers. yeah. The people in this industry are some of the most down-to-earth, honest people I've run into. I consider Fetish Con my kinky Thanksgiving. Because I get to see the people that are my actual family. Mm. The people that I can sit with you in a bar and be like, Hey, I shot this crazy thing. What do you think? And you're like, fuck, tell me more. Yeah. Let's pick each other's brains. It's not like, fucking weirdo, vodka in the face. You know? It's like, tell me more. I want to know more. I want to be part of your experience. I want to collaborate with you. I want our energies to mix. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like, oh, you're into that? Fuck you for being weird. Even people who do the fringe kinks. Well, I'm into scat play. Or I'm into urine play. Or I'm into kitty play where I, I uh, not kitty what do they call it uh, furry? little little play little play uh, even furry play I love furries oh my god it's I just like... dressed up as a skunk for a session for the first time <laughs> really yeah and he said this is the best thing that's ever happened oh my god and do you have any pictures of you in the skunk suit I didn't take pictures damn it <laughs> well, I, needed, I had space on my wall for an extra fucking print but it was just it was so amazing hearing that because that was his first session and he told me through email, you could tell he's just very kind and concerned about telling me about his kink. Sure. And I was like, no. Did he dress let's up do too? It. Or? No. Oh, he wanted to be with you as a skunk. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't have. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought it was like furry was like, well, I'm going to dress up too. No. Wow. No, he just had a very strong fascination with skunks and <laughs> um, comic. Strips of was it like a pebble puke thing? That sh- um, it wasn't that specifically, but he was brought up. That's a like time the goat. Or two. That's, the, that's the goat of, oh, yeah. of skunky boys. Like, oh, yeah. oh my god, he's even rapey. He's just like, oh, I touch you, you don't like it. Well, he's French. Yeah. Ho ho ho. Sorry, French listeners, you're not all rapey. Um, just be nicer, Americans. But uh, <laughs> but okay. So I wanted to. I'll get off my soapbox. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that you know your all your shit is valid. You're good as long as you're not hurting somebody or doing something against someone's will. Your kinks are awesome. Um, but I like I said, I've been approached by people who have those kinks, and oh, they get king shamed a lot. You know, oh, you're into that? Fuck that! It's like my thing is like, yo, man, I support you as long as you're not doing something to a minor. You're not. You're doing people with, stuff with people who are who are consenting adults, and you're both consenting. You know, and you're not causing someone bodily harm. Even if they are consenting, there is a line, you know. Mm-hmm. There's people who want you to cut off their leg. Don't, just don't do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, as long as you're following those parameters, dude, explore your kinks. I would rather you explore murder fetish with your partner than actually going out and trying to murder somebody. Or, mm-hmm. you know, finding some girl at a Waffle House and trying to shit on her chest. Like, go do it with somebody <laughs> who's you paying to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that happens every night at a Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> If you're, if you're living in Doraville, just don't go to the one by Pleasant Hill. There's just a lot of attempted steamers. <laughs> but uh, but mm. moving, moving along. So um, I want to talk about your own personal kinks. So before you came into this world, did you have any kinks that were present? Did you identify as more submissive or dominant in your personal life? Uh, and then second part of the question, when you enter the world of wrestling, or not wrestling, but fetish, did you find out new things about yourself that you hadn't discovered before? 
Oh, joint question. Sure. You got a two-parter. Um, personal kinks. I don't have anything really that crazy to tell mm. you. Well, it's usually um, the case. It was pretty standard. I guess my thing would be I really enjoy being submissive in mm. bed. Um, I like the aggressiveness yeah. of um, pair pulling, scratching, choking. I think we did everything today except for the scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, now I know. I'm just like, would you let me do some hair pulling on you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, go, go right on Let's ahead. do it. Uh, so yeah, the standard stuff, like hair pulling, scratching, biting, yeah, and being submissive. Yeah. So, and, so and, and I still love that stuff. Now, here's another question. I'll, I'll tangent a, a bit. Do you feel like you're more submissive with men or more submissive with women or more dominant with men versus women when you're dealing with scenes that you do? Because that tends, tends to be a factor. I have women who are like, oh yeah, I like being submissive to men, but I love being dominant with women, or vice versa. Um, or does it just not matter across the board? When I first started this, I was definitely more submissive, especially because I was doing the damsel in distress um, bondage, and I, I certainly do enjoy the feeling of bondage if it's done right. Of course. Um, but nowadays, it's more dominant. So most of my sessions are dominant. Sure. And so, but if you're working with a woman, like work- in a during a video, do you feel like more? Is it more of a, a empowering energy to be dominant, or do you prefer to be submissive to a woman as well? I'm a switch. I have no preference with Perfect. women. So you just don't care. Yeah. But with men, is there a factor there? Because you've done obviously tons of sessions, so there's got to be some stuff where you're doming. But if someone wants to dom you in a video, I'm assuming, are you more? scared or I guess not scared are you more nervous when you have someone request for you to be submissive to them during a session because that's when things get a little murky for me yeah Yeah. um so I'm very wary about bondage sessions I worked with a lot of new bondage people when when I first started and that's the one thing that makes me nervous because I've just been in very, very tight ties where it's Anything like, happens. Anything can happen right now mm-hmm. and I cannot do shit about it. That's what gets me about, uh, and I'm going to throw in my two cents. I had, uh, I had someone who came out and started telling girls, like, don't work with Sleeper Kid because I feel like his stuff is too dangerous. Oh, come because on. Because they, they, saw, they saw just what we shot. Right? Yeah. So like, oh, there's girls getting slammed around and punches to the face and of course you know that's all staged Mm -hmm. and there but she was somebody who worked with tons of bondage producers some of them who were sketchy as fuck Mm -hmm. and i was just like you know what i'm gonna say it now (laughs) i would rather my partner who's who's an amazing performer i would rather her work more with fantasy combat performers than with sketchy bondage guys because those guys can put you in a tie and they can just do whatever the fuck they want to Mm -hmm. and also if they tie you wrong that's permanent nerve damage yeah, and that's another reason why I eased up on the bondage. I worked with a lot of amateurs, and my hands would start falling asleep a little more often out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and it's linked towards elbow ties, personally, for me. And so I, I think the fact that I did so much submissive bondage 
makes it a lot easier to do wrestling sessions with new people because I don't feel vulnerable um, in that situation. Yeah, you're in control. Yeah. You have full use of your limbs. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, at some point I want to write kind of a response to that because I feel like I need to. You know, I've been doing this for 23 years plus and I still get people who will talk shit about the company going like, they're dangerous. They do pile drivers. They do body slams. They do punches to the face. And I'm like, yo, if we were dangerous, we wouldn't, be, we wouldn't have lasted this long. Mm-hmm. You know? We oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the like, community, word will get out yeah. in the community about it. But at some point I need to make it, like, look, I've heard more horror stories coming out of bondage um, and especially forced submission. You know, there's some companies that do some really fucked up shit to, to female models. I had a really, really bad experience with bondage with some asshole called Legs to Heels out of Tampa. Throwing names. Fuck you. Oh, shit. Um, just... Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> just said, you know, it was going to be a pantyhouse shoot, and now that it progressed towards some sleepy stuff, he had music blaring the whole time, um, <sighs> and just put the camera... And then he wanted nude, and he just started getting gropey. Shit. And I told him, I was like, "No, I don't, I don't do that." I literally I spanked you in the butt today, and I did it outside of the thighs. Oh no! Because I was like, yeah. "Oh, was, that's want... totally different." Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's my mentality. Yeah. If we haven't talked about something beforehand, and I have an urge, like, okay, you know what? Let's do a, a butt spank to wake you up. I'm gonna go outside to the thighs. Mm-hmm. That's how I thought today. And I've heard stories at FedCon of girls getting raped. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in a suspension tie. The guy fucks them. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they're called on it. Sometimes the girls are like, well, you know, shit happens. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Mm-mm. You need to go straight to fucking management, get those people arrested, if not banned permanently. Mm-hmm. You know, did, did, was this happening at a con or at a private thing? It was a private thing. Shit. It was just a set. Um, and I it was in bondage and he had a ball gag and like shit. way past the point that it should have been. And he was trying to tickle me and, like, trying to tickle my pussy. And I was just not... I'm sorry. Not having it. And then he shorted me. <laughs> um, What's this guy's name again? Legs to Heels. I'm going to say it again. Legs to Heels. Fuck you. Yeah. Keep an eye out. I'm going to write that shit down. And, and that's the, really the only person I feel that strongly about because I feel so disrespected and pissed off and... Uh, women should know sure. that this guy is a straight up piece of shit. I will make sure to, to, to try to add that to the post when I when I post about this this uh, podcast. Um, that's That fucking sucks, bro. That sucks. Yeah, um, and it doesn't... You know, I'm pretty chill about stuff, especially in this industry and, and doing stuff. Uh, you know, I've toured heavily, worked with a lot of people. Sure. And for something to be to that degree where I'm just have a lot of really really not nice feelings towards this person yeah there's a reason yeah no I've, I've i mean i've been doing this for a while I, I have a few people that i've had bad experiences with but even then i try to keep it behind closed doors you know it's just people who have sometimes they just have chemical imbalances mm-hmm. and i can't really chalk that up to like a personal thing i'm just like fuck this person's going through some shit and they're saying things that they probably don't mean and i'm just gonna Sure. Take a step back. Yeah, that's yeah. different. This was very intentional. Intentional. And sleazy and disrespectful. That fucking sucks. Um, well, okay. Uh, well, I was going to get to that part. We kind of jumped to it. Uh, okay, so 
Uh, we've done sessions. We've done your chrono chronology. Um, I'm going to go to the the next obvious questions. I don't want to keep you here all night. I mean, I would love to, but I know you got stuff to do in the morning. So uh, in terms of experiences on set, uh, obviously I was going to say, what's your worst experience on set? <laughs> and we've already answered that question. Passionately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorite experiences on set? Like what, have your, what, what, what were things that happened on set where you were like, man, I really love this job? Oh, like, just the laughs. Oh, that's just, it's the best. We got some good ones today, though. Yes, we Today did. was fucking hilarious. Every day is just, there's a lot of laughing happening with the people we that made I work Pink with. Floyd jokes today. Yeah. Yeah. I think at some point you carried someone over your shoulder and slapped her ass and said, I love my job. It's very, <laughs> very <appropriate>. accurate. <laughs> It, but it's it's so true. It's uh, and when you work with women and tour with certain ones, and you just jive really well, and yeah, yeah. so you go in for work, and it it just doesn't even feel like it, and it's so natural and easy. Today didn't feel like to, work today at all. To do it, yeah. Today, even though we had some complex. I mean, scripts. learning some lines, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, even then, that's hilarious if you fuck up because you have an outtake. You know, like yeah. there's my blooper, and we did intentional bloopers today, which is one I've never done that before. They were <laughs> you today. Haven't. No, today was my first intentional oh, blooper. We did a great thing cool. of you delivering a stoic line while my girlfriend's twerking in the background. <laughs> Uh, what did we do? We did the dance-off scene, dance off. which is probably the best thing I've, that's happened to me this year. Uh, and I need to post that like just as a private thing, but it's so good. Um, but I think I agree with you. I think getting to be on set with like-minded people and laughing your ass off mm. and hopefully not taking on a script that makes you go like, fuck, this is work. Because to me, that's the worst thing is when it feels like work. Mm -hmm. When it suddenly feels like a job, you're like, oh shit, I did this because I don't want to go to a regular job. And now it feels like a regular job. But you guys made it so great. But have you had any specific, uh, I mean, obviously besides us, because we're awesome, but have you had any specific shoots that just blew your mind where you're like, oh, that was so much fun? Oh my gosh. Woo. <laughs> I don't know if I can name you one at 10.30 p.m. at night. <laughs> After, well, so, but, but after you, being up for eight long hours. Oh, shit. Are, um, your favorite, are your favorite shoots usually, do they lean more towards bondage, wrestling, combat? like Wrestling, super heroin Oh, so today was good stuff. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. When? I'm going to put that notch up on my fucking wall. Um, okay, so my other two questions, we want to get you out of here. So my first question is, what are some kinks or fetishes that you haven't explored yet or haven't shot yet that you want to explore? And what are some kinks and finishes that you wouldn't do at gunpoint? Let's start with what I wouldn't do at gunpoint. Yeah. I would not give someone a steamroller. <laughs> Don't spit your drink out. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain that, please? I, I would not shit on someone. Oh, so a Cleveland steamer? Yeah, you know. I've heard of a steamroller. I think like did I use that? Incorrectly? No, I think it's Cleveland steamer. But then there's a the rolling blackout where someone just shits in your mouth. I think. Oh my. Yeah. My. Uh, no, it's called a rolling brownout. I think. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not a blackout. Um, Urban Dictionary. We need help. What's funny is your your response is always the first one. Everybody like, hey, what would you never do? Shit. Yeah. No poop. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about urine? I've done it. Okay. Yeah, I've peed on people. It's such a difference, right? It is. I've, <laughs> I've, some guy brought a 
gallon, empty gallon jug Ooh. of milk, but it was cut in half, and he was just like, I want you to pee in my mouth. I was like, all right. She was drinking the milk? Oh, no, he was laying on the ground, and he inserted the little lip part of the gallon container, and then the other part was open like a funnel, so I just hovered above him. <laughs> oh, so he didn't have any milk in it? No. Oh, so, okay, so it was like a big funnel, so none of it would go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. I'm glad he was good. savoring every last drop. Yeah, my girlfriend at FedCon, some guy's like, I want you to pee my mouth. She's like, how much are you willing to pay? It's like $400. All right, let's go back to the B&B. So I'm te getting texts like, hey, uh, this guy's going to pee. I'm going to pee in this guy's mouth. I'll clean everything. I promise. And I'm like, how much are you paying? you $400 for five minutes? Fuck. Do I get a cut? Like, what the fuck? She's like, hell no. Uh, but she did it. Four minutes of work, $400. Mm -hmm. You know? Fucking amazing. Jesus Christ. I don't know if I could pee on somebody just yet. I think it's just more of the, the kind of deer in the headlights of like, you have to pee now. You know? Like some people have that problem. Like they can't be, they have to, they can't pee when they're told to pee. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's the thing. Also controlling your pee. Starting and stopping. I've had to do that for, I've, I've actually done pee sets, like photography. And mm. so that was, that was interesting. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Are there any other kinks out there you wouldn't do? Um, I always have to assume anything dealing with... Well, no, I can't even assume that. Because I've talked to girls who are like, I've done little play where they're wearing diapers and they're pretending to be toddlers and stuff like that. I don't do diapers. Okay. I won't do that. All right, so that's another one. Um, what else will I not What about... Do? You've done death? I have done yeah. death. Death's become such a kind of a mainstream thing now. It, Everyone I does it. I know. It, I do drownings. Too. Um, well, I think horror movies have has have made that so kind of acceptable. Right. So, well, if is it that, or are we just desensitized because of the internet? I think it's a little bit of both. I think if you like, well, hey, you know what? Paris Hilton got shot in the face with an arrow for a movie, or or Jessica Biel got fucking choked to death in this movie. Like, if if these Hollywood A-listers can do it, not that Paris Hilton is, but like, you know, Julia Roberts gets strangled in the movie. You know, like if they can do it, then I can fucking do it. Mm. You know, it's just sort of like. Ah, ah, ah. You know, it's easy. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, getting shot, like a little blood spurt, like, oh, you got I mean, me. it's not easy, though, if you have to fake choke for well, no, no. six hours. Easy in as day. in, like, emotionally easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You don't feel like you're doing something that's, like, damaging the world. Yeah. Oh, no, I know guys who will do a 10-minute fucking choking scene, and I'm like, that's got to suck on the throat. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I, my chokes are like two minutes. Just like, ah, ah, ah. I do the job of the hut. Just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Just like tongue to the side. And then just fix the eyes and cut. <laughs> Order some McDonald's. But um, uh, what about uh, eating stuff? Have you done like food fetish, feeding fetish, like vor? I've done vor. I have not really dove too much into the eating thing. Mm. I love food. So I, I could definitely get down with a mukbang. Faith, just, Faith <laughs> literally got paid to do a scene with, oh, I forgot her name. I'm so sorry. She was in Florida. She's like, I just did a whole video where I ate like six tons of McDonald's. And I'm like, oh, my oh God, I do that for free. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Calissa told me she had a custom where she had to eat just like a shit Guys, if you spaghetti. want me to eat like some double cheeseburgers and fries, <laughs> oh my God. As long as you pay for like my colonoscopy, like we're good. Twist his arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some polyps, but we can get those out. <laughs> Holy shit. We've got the medical technology. Yes. God has gifted us <laughs> butt doctors. <laughs> 
Uh, anything else that's taboo for you? Uh, I guess any, blood. Any... I don't oh, you don't like blood? I, I'm not a big fan of blood either. I don't dabble in that. Even um, CGI blood. I've had people, can you do CGI blood? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like once that floodgate's open, it's like... I could do maybe like someone gets shot in the head and you can see the spray. Like kind of like an action movie thing, but I haven't done like that a yet. Yeah. Kill Bill thing. Yeah, but I have a guy who does good special effects, so now I could probably do like a like little hole in like blood in the back and you slide down the wall. That would be kinda cool. But when the guys are playing with the blood and they're like, you know, fucking the throat hole, I'm like, yo, mm. pump the brakes there, Carl. <laughs> Uh, anything else? Uh, I'll throw some at you. So, uh, anything, oh, race play. I, it's <laughs> a long pause there. You have a deer in the headlights look right uh, now. Um, I have not done race play. I've had some people ask me to do it in sessions. I am middle ground on if I would. I have not made that jump. I think if it was a session in private and it was something that they really wanted and it wasn't and paid for and it wasn't something that I felt uncomfortable with on the boundaries. Um, I'd be okay with it. I know. So I'm going to tell you the joke that I was going to tell you earlier. What do you call a hot tub? That... <laughs> that tries to convince you that you did something that you didn't do. What do you call a hot tub that tries to convince you, you that, that you, you did, did something, something that you, you didn't do? What do you call a hot... I've... That's just so off, off the wall. I made this joke. It's terrible. It's a jacuzzi. How <laughs> long did it take you to think of that one? <laughs> like... 20 minutes is terrible. No, the reason Shower I, thoughts. Yeah, shower thoughts. I'm like, jacuzzi. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, that's not how I shower. So, uh, um, sometimes. But no, so, I'm with you to a degree uh-huh. on, on the, the race play stuff. And I had a long conversation with my friend Coco on a previous uh, co- uh, um, uh, podcast. And the whole podcast was about race play. Because mm-hmm. I asked her, I'm like, I want you to be devil's advocate. Defend the race play. Right. And I'll try to attack it. And we reached a consensus. And my consensus was simple. If you need to do it for money, like, oh my God, someone's offering you $12,000 for one clip. Mm-hmm. And you've got to feed your kids. And you've got to make mortgage. I would not do a clip. But Even for 12000 But even if you did a clip, this, this is where we got to. Okay, this is after an hour and a half of deliberation. If you get the guy to sign a non-disclosure, NDA. yep, he never fucking gets to release it. If you do, you get to sue the shit out of him and never sees the light of day. You are guaranteed it never sees the light of day. And this guy's paying you twelve, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars And you say yes. And he just really wants that clip, and huh? He, he, and he adheres to your rules. I say go for it because you are doing it because it, it's a means to an end to support your family and yourself you know, your kid's education and whatever. You are not a racist person. And mm-hmm. you know that this person is doing it because it's a kink to them. They're not doing it because they're putting it out for advertising for the new KKK rally that's coming up. He's doing it because it's a kink and you need the money. I get that. Same thing goes for a session. If this guy's paying you $10,000 to do a private session when you say those names, you're still saying those names, mm-hmm. whether it's on camera or not. Sure. Uh, it's still out there mm-hmm. emotionally for you. But yeah. if this person, you, he has to sign a fucking NDA. You mm-hmm. never tell somebody this session fucking happened. That's cool. I, I get that. You know, I've had people, I, have a, I had a friend who passed away. Uh, God bless you, Johnny. Such a good guy. 
and he was my favorite guy to wrestle for guy wrestling videos because he was just so easy to flow with. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm gay, Santi. I love you. Like, I'm attracted to you. Like, you know, you're beautiful. And I'm like, Aww. oh, my God. But he was in love with me, and I could never reciprocate that. He died of brain cancer two years ago. And he would do sessions with girls. Would he pay them to call him the F word? Because mm-hmm. he wanted to be demeaned in that way. So mm-hmm. if a black person wants to be called the N word, if a, if a Jewish person wants to call the K word, you know, to them, that's an integral part of their humiliation fetish. So they're not trying to propagate racism. They're just like, this is what, does, what, this is what gets me there. Mm-hmm. And so I get it. It's not like you're, you're not like, you know, you're not fucking Donald Trump and you're like, call me the Mexican word. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I want to hear the SPIC word. Like, you're like, oh, fuck you, Don. But like, this is somebody where it's integral to their kink. I get that. But if you're a fetish model, who does it? And then releases the clips and then acts surprised when your colored friends go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. That blows me away. I'm like, you can't. We live in 2023. You cannot be surprised that you're like seen out there calling guys the N-word, dressing men as runaway slaves, feeding them watermelon, feeding them bananas because they're monkeys, quote unquote. Mm. And then when they're released by this company... You're like, well, I was just doing fetish. It's like, no, you weren't. You were propagating a stereotype and you knew it was going out there. You should have put, mm-hmm. taken steps to make it stop. You know, Because if it was just to address one person's kink, I get that. The same way that you were considerate for a private session. Mm-hmm. So you and I meet in the middle. I, I'm like, I get it. Do it. If it's going to make you money. But as long as you understand that it's not for the sake of racism, mm-hmm. then cool. Yeah, but basically everyone being adults. You're not, it's consensual. You're not hurting somebody. But the moment you put that out there, I feel you're hurting people. I feel like someone sees out, if a black man who thinks that his people, his race have made strides to to get to a higher place since the 60s, they see that and they're like, we're still kind of back at square one. Mm. Because that's still allowed. I mean, women still feel that way too. Yes, yes. Women see rape fetish and they'll be like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, rape is another dicey thing. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, sleepy stuff can be kind of rapey. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually into that C and C. Yeah, essential, not consensual. Yeah, um, there's just something about that that's always turned me on, like not having that control. And that's something that's very prevalent in my own role play. Like you know, I can and I can switch. I don't mind doing scenes where I'm being fucked with when I'm unconscious or when I'm in a position of, of not having power. You mm-hmm. know, there's something that's a huge turn on to me. Uh, the same thing with you. You know, you're knocked out. Someone's doing stuff to you. It's obviously been pre-planned, but it's a turn on for you. And I've had models that have shot for us. Well, like not models, like one or two who, uh, my ex-wife ran a company that was more sleepy based. Mm-hmm. A guy comes up behind you, chloroforms you, carries you off. Mm-hmm. Ragdolls you, touches you, that kind of stuff. And we've had some models that have come to me afterwards and we're like, that felt really rapey. Mm-hmm. And for you and me, we're so, we're, so, we're so desensitized to it that we're like, oh shit, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean for it to come across that way. We didn't, obviously this is more campy. You know, we don't really do full niche clip stuff where you're like, you know, sure. fucking somebody like, yeah, bitch, you like that? You know, it's just like, you know, gently. But to some people, they see that. Have you ever had to deal with that in your own brain? Like, how much of this is, you know, like, troublesome? Like, 
you know, like how much of this would how be... How fucked up am I? No, 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 no. You and I are not fucked up. But have you ever had to look at your own content or, or, or your own, or, you know, other productions, but you're like, oh, okay, I can see how this could be problematic. Yeah, sure. Because um... the sleepy stuff has become a little more mainstream now amidst or amongst our people. Mm-hmm. But to an outsider, it's like... You knock a girl out and chloroform her and you touch her titties? Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's just another day. What are you talking about? I don't know why you use a southern accent. <laughs> then you touch her cooch. You touch, touch her cooch. Roll what? over, spank her butt. <laughs> and she's still locked out. That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> then you shoot her in the head and fuck the head hole. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's then you call the S word. It, it depends <laughs> on who it is, too. I'm I'm definitely more comfortable if it's clips and women doing, if there's going to be, like, some groping or something like that. Um, it's more for my personal life that I prefer the CNC. Yeah. Um, but everything, even what we shot, you and I shot today, yeah. could be considered to a degree. I oh, get, now you I get, well, I, well, I guess I'm desensitized then because I didn't... I've To didn't a vanilla like, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why my parents, I'm like, Dad, just don't type the name. You know, don't go looking for stuff. Because my parents would be like, Dios mío. <laughs> her butt is right over her shoulders and he's grabbing a cheek and that is against Jesus. You know, like, that is nothing And then Bible. your dad's like, well, sorry. And my dad's like, <laughs> my dad, oh my God, my dad used to be that way so much. He's like, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't be having sex with random girls in your high school, son. So who's your girlfriend's name? I'll take you to her house. Come on, let's go. <laughs> my dad was a little homophobic when we were younger. Now he doesn't care. But when I was younger, he, I didn't really show interest in women until I was like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Mostly because women didn't show interest in me because we were geeks. We were into horror movies and, and, and rock music. and that. But we went through a phase where like the butt rock that was popular in the 90s or early 80s died out and then Nirvana came in. The butt rock? Butt rock. It's what I used to call butt rock. Now they call it glam rock. You know? Okay, like, the hair metal. Hair metal. We used to call it butt rock. Okay, I didn't know Because it was just a lot of like, hey, home, sexy. <laughs> I'm like, you're a dude. Like, oh, look at my hair. I'm like, you're a dude, though. <laughs> it's like, I'm a rat. Woo, look at my lips. And I'm like, I'm so confused. You're a dude. And like, we didn't know what we were like. And it's just a lot of guys like, yeah, fucking yeah. And then we're like, I had cherry pie, what? And so I was listening to punk rock, Led Zeppelin, classic mm-hmm. rock. And then 1992, Nirvana came in and just <laughs> destroyed all that shit. To the mm-hmm. point where like Metallica cut their hair. They're like, oh my God, this, <laughs> we suck now. We should be more grunge. So they cut their hair and poison and rat and white mm-hmm. snake and white rat poison. And all those guys disappeared. And, and, and we were wearing ratty shirts. We were wearing torn up t-shirts and torn up jeans. And that's just what we wore because we were poor. That was such a... Great era in music, too, though. But 1991, we didn't have any attention from women. And in mm-hmm. 1992, over the summer, Nirvana kicked in, Soundgarden kicked in, Pearl Jam kicked mm-hmm. in. We go back to school. <laughs> Pearl Jam sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. I like Pearl Jam. I just, everything else that came after them, like Stone Temple Pilots, even Stone Temple Pilots, I was like, wow, you guys are totally copying Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, but you're still, I love your music, you know? It wasn't until, you know what really ruined it for me? What was the name of that band? Oh, fuck, guys. I'm sorry. We're going on such a music tangent. But it was um, the guy who was like, won't you help me, help me? Like, he, that, that was his thing. He, uh, it's not Creed. It wasn't Creed. It was right before Creed. Um, 
tonic something it was like three doors down or <laughs> but it was just guys who were now it just felt like someone was making fun of that sound oh yeah it's always a it's like it's like the first like it's just like a really like like the Swedish chef on ketamine like you're like what the fuck are you making fun of Stone Temple Pilots because I thought they were making fun of Pearl Jam but that's when it started to suck uh, Coheed and Cambria and oh, yeah. and uh, something 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 Grace seven days three days Grace that's what it was where they were like and I'm like is that English three days Grace I think you don't like three days no I, they don't have that nineties I remember the line was won't you help me help me won't you help me well we'll figure it afterwards and then there was like the the other one like. Uh, Silver chair. Yeah, you know, like, silver chair. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> like, and that's when I lost interest. Pearl Jam to me was still good. But total tangent. So I was in high school. No girls cared about us. We just cared about our comic books, horror movies, rock, punk rock, old classic rock. Long hair, tattered jeans, flannel shirts. That's all we wore because they were hand-me-downs from my parents. And so the next year I get the high school Nirvana uh, kicked the doors open during mm -hmm. summer so we go back I've got my guitar strapped to my back <laughs> which I always played did you really? yeah I always played when I was in middle school I bought a guitar I had an old BC Rich and I would just play 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 go to high school got my guitar strapped long hair down to my ass and I walk in and did you ever get hair in your butt crack? Uh, yes yes especially during showers it's annoying isn't it's very, it? yeah during showers I ended up, when I cut it I felt like my head weighed 80 pounds less mm-hmm but I went to school the next year and suddenly all the cute blonde cheerleaders. Who are you taking a homecoming this year? I'm like, no. we just started the year. Wait, let's rewind. Are you, your name is Christy, right? The girl I've had kind of a secret crush on for the last year and a half? Yeah, who are you taking a homecoming? I'm like, why do you care? Is this a joke? I felt like I was being pranked, like yeah. I was gonna get like she was gonna take me to the, the back of the, the, the school and like all these jocks were gonna just beat me up. <laughs> nope. Kurt Cobain did that for us. Woo! So, God bless you. Uh, okay, uh, that was totally a tangent, but we've we've covered the kinks you you won't do and the, the kinks that you're feeling are more tabooish. Mm -hmm. Um I think that's pretty much it. So um do you have any upcoming tours that you wanna talk about? Like anything that you wanna announce or uh, yeah. Because we are now, I'm going to release this probably in the next few days. So we are now currently at December 20. Blah, blah, blah. What are we at? 17th. We're at December You're 17th. in the 20s. We're still in the. I know. I'm keep thinking we're scarily close to Christmas. So December 17th, 2023. Uh, what's going on for you in the new year? Well, You're in Atlanta I now. am in Atlanta right now. I'll be home for Christmas. And That's a good song. The new year. Um, and then in January, and January, we're kind of still sorting the exact days because I'm probably gonna, going to add additional days to New York, um, but around the 14th to the 24th of January, I will be touring with Greasy Rose from ah. Springfield up to Boston. You're talking about Illinois? Uh, Virginia. Oh, sorry. Sorry. There's so many Springfields. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? The which, Simpsons which wasn't one of them. Springfield yeah. was it in The Simpsons? Uh, they, you they, read my they mind. Never, they never... They never yeah, said. They never you couldn't tell by the... No, there's never... I don't think I've ever seen a town with like three nuclear plants and like <laughs> a Krusty's pizza, so... <laughs> Whichever one has a Pooh's Quickie Mart, that's the one. 
Let's Google it. <laughs> the one with fish have three eyes? Yeah. Uh, no, so Springfield... Uh, um, Springfield, Virginia, to... D.C., Baltimore, Philly, okay. New York, maybe Connecticut, Boston. And I may cool. add days, just depending. Do you have a city that you find is the most fruitful for your sessions? Yeah, so I actually, when I was touring, I would drive everywhere into a lot of small cities, and now I'm kind of narrowing it down to um, L.A., New York, Chicago, and Atlanta. Oh, of course. And just to make these my so consistent spots, because they're the Hell busiest yeah. spots. And it's a lot to be on the road and be away from family, and yes. I would like to spend... I'm gone two to three What's weeks a state? month. What's the state that you live in? I'm not going to give away the city. Texas. Texas. Oh, yeah. yeah the, try finding her. The, the city's on social media. Okay. So I'm in Dallas. In Dallas. Is there not a lot of play there? You know, Dallas has been one of the last cities that I've had to develop for work. I got hired is... to do a shoot there a long time ago. I got hired by Lone Star Damsels to do... <laughs> I, to I don't even know who Lone Star uh, Damsels I don't know if they're still around, but I got hired to do bondage stuff as, as Robin, like Batman and Robin. Oh, nice. The guy's like, we were at FedCon, he's like, you look... You look like you could be a Robin. But I was like 10 years younger, so I really looked. Mm -hmm. Like, he was like, oh my God, you're my Robin. And I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck are you, bro? And he's like, no, I do Batman and Robin stuff. You get it? Here's the guy who plays Robin for me, and it was like a 40-year-old, 200-pound guy wearing the Robin suit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, you need a new Robin. And he's like, you're it. So I'm going to fly you out to Dallas. I'm going to pay for your meals. Can you be in videos for me? I'm like, sure. Oh he gosh. flies me out there. And I, can I have a free day off? And he's like, why? I'm like, if you give me a day off where I can explore the city, don't pay me for the shoots. Just pay me for the room, you know? So I go there and he like, he lets me go off on my own. So I'm like checking out where like JFK got shot. Mm -hmm. And I'm checking out all these Holocaust museums. It's amazing. And then the day I shoot, it's the first time I saw like titties at a shoot. He had like, I, I, <laughs> me and Batman storm into a room to like, uh, to save these girls who were tied up, but they're all topless. Mm -hmm. And my line was, what are those? And then I faint. <laughs> And so, <laughs> and so I do it so convincingly that the girls broke character like three times in a row. I'm like, what are those? And I'm just like, ah. I put my hand up to oh my, my forehead God. and I did my eye roll and I just collapsed and they're like. <clears throat> I would have done the same thing. And then later on, I'm sorry to keep extending your stay, That's but fine. we go downstairs and me, Tracy Jordan, and the guy, he, I think his name is Robert, but he had him playing Batman. Dude looked just like Adam West, right? And we're playing the Adam West Batman, like the campy mm -hmm. 60s. So he, he's like, okay, you guys coming from the outside of the hotel. I'm like, is there anybody driving? And he's like, nah, it's pretty chill out there. You guys come from the outside, meet in the middle. You're like, we've got to save these girls. So uh, Batgirl, you go up the, the, uh, the stairway. Robin, you take the elevator. I'm going to take this hallway. And we did the thing where we meet up hands like, okay, break. We split <laughs> off in different directions, right? So we go outside. There's a couple of cars driving by. And all they see is, I'm assuming, they see cosplay. Right? They're like, oh, there's Batman. But it's not a big deal. So he's like, all right, everybody, action. We both, all three of us run in. Tracy's like, okay, what do we do, Batman? And I'm like, yeah, boss, what do we do? He's like, okay, Robin, you take the hallway. Tracy, you take the elevator. I'm going to take this room. Okay, and break. And we break apart. I go here. Tracy goes there. Batman goes into a room, just kicks the door open and goes in there. It's the laundry room, right? So it's supposed to be empty. I go into a little staircase. She goes into the elevator area. The guy goes, cut. Great. That's amazing. Let's just go upstairs. The guy who plays Batman walks out of the laundry room and his face is fucking red. And I'm like, Robert, what's wrong? And he's like, 
So there was like three Mexican maids having lunch in the laundry room. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. Because he kicked that door open like a cop, right? Like he didn't even try to like slowly like, he's like, Patoosh! so he runs in there. And scared the shit and, out of him. And I go, what? Tell me, walk me through what just happened. And he goes, Patoosh! He's like, they saw me, they jumped and they had their food. They held their food to their chest. One of them crossed herself. Like this. And oh he just goes, God. and I go, Robert, what did you say? Do you know Spanish? He's like, no, I don't hablo espanol, bro. And I'm like, what did you do? And he's like, I just did salutes, grabbed my cape, and I rushed back out. And so we're at dinner later, and I'm like, looking at Robert, and I'm like, Robert, I need to tell the story, bro. And everyone's like, what story? And I'm like, he's like, go ahead. I tell the story. And consensual we were all consent like coming with theories and i'm like you know 30 years from now one of those ladies is gonna have like a velvet painting of batman over her mantle and just telling her kids like her grandkids like the day that i met at the batman el hombre murcielago i was having lunch with my senoritas and suddenly boom he comes in and i was like and he just went Salute, turn around and disappear. Because the moment they walked out there, we were in the elevator up. So she was like, donde esta? And like, he was gone. So in her mind, she probably thought she met El Bataman. Oh, man. And he was like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. Because they grew up, I mean, that shit was shown in Mexico in the 60s. So they were just, or the 70s or whatever. So in my mind, I was like, you just imprinted yourself in this poor woman's brain as like, you were El Batman. Because he looked just like Adam West. Uh... And the other ladies, God knows what happened to them. Probably in a mental asylums or some shit. What a what a nice little twist to their day, though. <sighs> I just got to see How free titty. I was like, happen? dude, I, <laughs> I got flown in for free to see titty. Woo! All right, so uh, any so that's it for the tours. Uh, do you want to plug your uh, social media stuff? Where are you on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, fucking Facebook, MySpace? <laughs> I'm not on Snapchat or MySpace. <laughs> um, my Instagram is Bella Lux Official. My Twitter and FetLife handle are Miss Bella Lux. And if you want to get in contact with me uh, for a set or a session, you can inquire at bellalux89 at yahoo.com. Okay, and uh, for us, uh, we have our primary sites, skwppv.com for our pay-per-view stuff that's more PG-13, R-rated. If you want to see the more sensual stuff, uh, sensuallysavageproductions.com. If you want to see our free stuff, which we have over 1 million free photos and thousands of free clips, it's always going to be no charge for sleeperkidsworld.com. If you want to check out our new Patreon, uh, just go to Patreon, type in SleeperKid, or I created a tiny URL, so go tinyurl.com tiny forward slash sleeperkid will take you to our Patreon you want to see my male versus male stuff go to twitter.com forward slash dprods d-p-r-o-d-s i think that's it so uh yeah and also i have a link tree so linktree.com forward slash sleeper kid it'll give you all the links that i just spent all this time saying out loud uh, <laughs> i'm so unprofessional but um we love bella um you're somebody who we meet so many people in this business and a lot of times you meet somebody and you're like that's going to be a very great acquaintance you know, that's going to be somebody that I'm going to see in the future at cons or at future shoots and we're going to have a good time saying hi and hello. But you're one of those people that I know is like an instant friend. Like 
your family to, to us. And so we're so glad to have you back and uh, we can't wait you to, to see you again because it's going to happen. I'm going to make sure it happens soon. Um, and so, yeah, that's it. So I'm It was gonna... great seeing you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And it's always a great time. And thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast and yes. supports us in doing this. Because... Please support this lovely woman. She is super talented. And even if you can't buy her stuff, book a session. She'll fucking make your dreams come true. So um, do you have any restrictions? Do you, do you do fantasy? Do you do role play for your sessions? Oh, definitely. All right, there you go. So oh, if you yeah. don't want to wrestle for real, then fucking be El Bataman. And she'll, <laughs> she'll be the, the Mexican mate. Yeah. Si. Si, get a good, senor. Yeah, get a good Dios mío session. It's, it's a good one. All right, so for our final thing, we're going to have you say a sexy goodnight to everybody. And... Have a very, very good night.